if you're acting like a child, you're in a tribe. I'm going to give it to you straight. Dang. Because people who uh, think in the tribal setting, you haven't emotionally evolved. You're not emotionally mature enough yet. He really just ripped it open. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have wonder what you would be able to do if you were the ultimate version of you, right? You would then have an easy time creating what you want. And yes, effortlessly enjoying life too. Now, you may know this already, the influence you have over your reality is far beyond what you've been told. Soon, you realize that your outer world is merely a mirror of your inner world, and we're here to connect the dots for you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Godmode. Welcome back to God Mode. We're gonna talk about tribalism. Yeah, why do people do that? They get in these groups, they adopt a mindset, and then anyone that's not in that group is the bad guy. Survival. <laughs> yeah. I mean, why do we do it? We do it everywhere. Uh, you see it most, especially in politics. I mean, if we look at the calendar, the Republican primaries are occurring. We have a presidential election in a year, and everybody's in these camps. And they're just the other person in the other camp. Well, those guys are trying to ruin everything. We got to stop them. We got to save the world. Why do people do that? That's because even though the world externally evolved, but the internal world has not for many people. Huh. So the tribalistic instincts are still there. Until they evolve past that, they will continue to get charged emotionally. It's the strangest thing to me. I, you can have someone that you see eye to eye with on 95% of things. And then if you double click on that, you're gonna find so much more in common. And yet divisively, if there's a 5% difference in a bunch of closely held values, people's limbic system, it gets worked up. Suddenly there's an emotional response. They feel it as if they're being attacked. It's a fight or flight thing. Now we're all safe and well, but people double down on their ideas because they become convinced that the rhetoric of their tribe, right? Or the beliefs that they've been handed that they shape the whole world around, it's the basis of their reality. If you touch that in any way, and I got a couple of really interesting stories for you today about that, then people don't know how to respond. You're the bad guy now. It's like, hold on, I, what about the 95%? Why is it that that doesn't seem to weigh out? And then this 5% margin, this thing that has very little to do in my day-to-day -day life, someone will totally cut another person off if, if they voted for the other guy, you know? Man, those are just things to leverage, isn't it? I mean, they're, they're incredibly easy to leverage if we understand that majority of the population has not evolved past the tribalistic mindset or programming. Mm. And it's neither good or bad, it's just what it is, right? That, that, that tribalistic instinct, um, there are good things about it and there are things that are not going to help. So I think that people who are playing that game knows how to leverage it. Interesting. Before we go any further, this is your upgrade for today. And if you want to be notified when your next one goes out, be sure to hit the bell because when the next episode posts, you'll know, boom, I got my next upgrade available. Jump right in. Subscribe. Subscribe. We're also very active on YouTube now. And, and we'll, like. And like, and give it all the love. We're very active on YouTube. We're uh, implementing a whole bunch of strategies there and growing like crazy. So if you wanna watch us, and we're very good looking people, you can watch us on YouTube. Indeed, indeed, indeed. And what, uh, because of the magic that you worked, we like got a huge boost. Yeah. Um, most people don't know this, but we 
actually just brought the biggest agency to, into working these podcasts. So previously we just record them, we send them away, and then we have some wonderful third parties that work on them. Now we're actually taking it in-house in the biggest agency um, and we're doing the work ourselves. And what's really cool is in the last month since we brought on biggest agency, what, like 20,000 views? Yeah, 20,000 impressions. YouTube showed us this statistic I'd never oh, seen before. Got it. And it was like it, it increased 999% as to how much the algorithm was recommending it to people. You have to court the platform. And so that's what we're doing. And so we're getting incredible traction on YouTube. We're also, we distribute heavily on Apple Podcasts. That's where the majority of our listeners are and Spotify. So watch us or listen. Either way, you're in for a treat today. And that word that you just used, the courting word, is how most people are courting those who vote for them, uh, right? Because if they, if they want them to have emotional buy-in, they have to court them according to their values, which are tribalistic. So if they don't utilize the tribalistic you know, rhetoric or, or strategies, it does not get those people excited, right? Trump. So it requires that type of strategy to get people all, you know, excited, if that's the word, to vote for one and or against the other. That's wild. I mean, the most obvious case study is 2016, you know, and this isn't a commentary whether you're for or against any candidate, but it's really worth noticing that uh, Trump came in to the race and he was an outsider, but he's, everybody said it. He speaks in a way that feels like he's finally speaking to me. He's not doing the politics thing. He's not talking out of both sides of his mouth. He understands the American worker, the person that goes and is putting the buildings together or laying piping or working in a way that's authentic and contributes to society. And they've never felt heard. Now somebody comes in and he's fighting for you. It's America first. And it, it really did speak to that uh, in a way that galvanized an entire uh, society. You're either totally against him. It's the worst thing that's ever happened. This guy's going to eat you and everyone you know, or he's the savior of the whole planet. And there was next to no <laughs> gray area on that, which is fascinating because now fast forward almost eight years, we're going into it again. And we have all of these fascinating candidates and they have all of these talking points that they want to, oh, is it uh, the fiscal cliff? Is it uh, our massive looming debt? Is it the Ukraine war? All of these things that people are taking these really hard stances on and getting very extreme about. So we wanna talk about why it is that people are doing that and also how you yourself can look inward and go, oh crap, I was, <laughs> I was being tribalistic about this subset of issues and I didn't even know it. So how does somebody find that in themselves? What's the process of taking that inventory and going, oh, I was a little tribalistic about my, uh, my company my religion, which all can be very good things. You know, this isn't a commentary either which way, but people do. You want to go first? Or you want me to just rip it open? Go, go Get ahead. him, Michael. Go ahead. If you're acting like a child, you're still, uh, you're in a tribe. I'm going to give it to you straight. Dang. Because people who uh, think in the tribal setting, you haven't emotionally evolved. You're not emotionally mature enough yet. Um, and I mean that in a way that, hey, everyone has the resources and they're doing the best they can with the resources they have available to them. He really just ripped it open. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. Let's go, Michael. Uh, I think back to when I played football. I was in a tribe, right? Many football players were in a tribe. You can think back to people who were in the book club or the acting club, or whatever it is, the computer club, right? 
Um, that's tribes in a sense. As we evolve, we get older, we're supposed to mature though, emotionally. And if you're getting triggered by the other side too much, and if you're declaring it, like this is the way, uh, whatever your side is, you're not seeing anything, then you haven't emotionally matured enough yet. So I think emotional maturity keeps leading to the tribalism. And I think that's one of the main things that human beings need to evolve from because, man, we're still kind of like on this first rung of human beings. Like we've kind of made it pretty far by trial and error, but we haven't even solved like world hunger. So let's go ahead and let's, let's upgrade faster. You know, since we're taking a deep dive into this, um, I'll say this too. One of the interesting things about binary thinking versus non-binary, and I don't mean like binary in terms of social issues. I'm talking about the human mind's processing. If we're thinking one or zero, then it's this party or that political party. But oftentimes, that's literally the problem in terms of how we process our reality. If it's binary, that's literally the problem why we have limitations. Damn. So if we are able to, uh, the biggest upgrade that one can experience in the shortest amount of time is upgrading from one zero, one or zero to a quantum system, which is one and zero, zero and one, one and one, and zero and zero. So it's a completely different way of processing data and information. Well, the whole vote for this party or that other party, like red or blue, does not fit in this quantum mindset. Does not hmm. fit into the, the, the mathematics that allows our mind to ex expand. So that upgrade in and of itself is one of the biggest upgrades that one can experience. And when they do, all of a sudden they're no longer experiencing that pain or that anger or that tribalistic tendencies. Just real quick for all the listeners who aren't viewing this because William was doing some motion with your, with your hands right there. Uh, imagine all those ones and zeros are the codes living inside the emotions of inside the unconscious mind because that is where you need to get those zeros and ones to move around. If like if you got a zero one with fear, I mean, of course you're going to be in, inhibited with your actions and your thoughts and behavior. So think of those codes that are lying within the emotions of the unconscious mind that are driving your your daily actions and maybe being like, oh, I'm, I'm attracted to this tribe versus that tribe. Huh. So if you have a predisposition, you, you feel a strong emotion, you're saying that within that emotion, oh, I cannot have that guy get in office. There's no way. That guy's the worst. You're saying that the emotion there that you're experiencing is just packed full of um, binary data and how do you how do you unpack that because it's so close to the chest look i'll give you this is the story i was going to save up i we have a wonderful neighbor sweetest person ever and she watches um a lot of current event news i don't want to say any names but i mean the mainstream news channels that everybody knows um and it'll be on all day all day and we can see that and so what happens is is uh they're constantly serving up these issues after issues and then embedding um, their bias in saying, this is why it has to be this way. I'll give you an example. Elon Musk uh, turned off, I guess, uh, the satellites that he has been giving um, in a far-flung war somewhere. And there was some sort of big advance. And I guess there was a strategic reason behind it, but he, he didn't put internet out that day or something. And it was all over the news. Worst guy ever, da, da, da. She came over and started getting mad at me because I own a Tesla. 
He's like, your guy just killed a bunch of people. Da -da 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 -da. I can't believe it. I don't understand why you would support it. And you could just feel there was so much real emotion. Uh, and, and she was so close to the issue that like somehow the manufacturer of my car is now the enemy of all things. And I'm associated now because I bought a car two years prior to any of this happening before the Ukraine war. And somehow I'm associated with it. And to just kind of get lumped in, it's like, this is, it was fascinating to watch. Cause I'm you like, should ask if she has PayPal, cause all of that money that was part of PayPal. I mean, cause Elon true. started PayPal, right? Mm -hmm. She should send all that money to us. <laughs> I don't know if she has PayPal. She doesn't have a podcast app, but we're working on it. She's very sweet. Or, or if she has any windows products. Anyway, yeah, let's talk about Bill Gates for a second. But it was fascinating. Like, ultimately, I, I was able to, I, I was without words, because I'm like, how is this happening right now? How are, how are people so uh, attached to the emotion that they get that's been served to them through this news medium that they simply could not fathom a world where it wasn't exactly mm. the outcome that they've already completely bought in on? Like, it, it, it boggled my mind. The other thing, too, is that conventional news media through TV, their viewership has plummeted. Most of those are only getting a couple hundred thousand views and you have YouTube channels like Mr. Beast and they'll post and then they get a hundred million views. Tucker Carlson left Fox and he's now posting videos on X on Twitter and they're getting 400 million views. So I illustrate that because I, I think that window of people that are so siloed in uh, mainstream television news, I think that number is really small, but that's also the only way they've ever got news and information. And so they really, at that point, they don't know how to depart out of that. Or if they do, they would lose touch on, on what's going on and their favorite people are coming. That's their one zero. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So what do you do with that? Don't be their neighbor. Oh, I'm not moving. I love this place. <laughs> <laughs> it's always trying to get me to go to Scottsdale. <laughs> Use persuasive language. Yeah. I mean, to answer your question from my perspective, it, it gets more complex than that. Like, I'm not going to simplify a human being and say like, oh, they're just, they, they follow this new station. So they're, they're not evolved or anything like that. Human beings are very complex and there's more that goes into someone's backstory, their upbringing, their geography. So many things make up the identity of a human being, right? I will say that most of the time that the clients that we've worked with or the people in my close circle, uh, my grandmother, for example, because she's my grandmother, I'm gonna call her out. She watches these televisions, legacy medias, and she gets triggered and stuff like that, right? For real. She has unresolved negative emotions. She has unresolved negative emotions that are inappropriate and unwarranted that are passed down through her, and she doesn't have the tools, right, to resolve them yet. Now, I haven't had too much time to do one-on-one -on -one with her. I've done some nice language when I get to see her, but haven't done resolution with her. This is all to say that most of the time, people are getting triggered because of past emotions that are holding them back, the lower weak attractors that we've talked about. So when, and that's what these, you know, legacy medias and other people who are running the quote unquote tribes are good at. They know how to social engineer and manipulate the emotions to push people in certain directions based on behaviors. And so you can begin to predict, uh, predict people's patterns and behaviors from those things too. Wow. Yeah, I think people get charged because of so many reasons. But uh, that being said, the if we were to look at them, these behaviors as tribalistic, um, the way to help people get rid of or get out of tribalism is to provide a safe environment for them to evolve. Interesting. 
where where there's no fear of one or the other side being wrong or right. But the current environment does not encourage that evolution. So the current environment could be their living room. They're not putting themselves in other settings with other people that might see things differently. Again, 95% in common, but then 5% is different. And they're not necessarily having, they're not what? Finding those people or they've siloed themselves. Social's great for that, right? TV was the precursor to that. People dig in in those camps because the, the environment they were in was their living room and their favorite people they were around were the news anchors, whoever they were getting their latest download from. Mm. And now we have social media where you can hear an opinion from somebody else. But even then, it, there was a deliberate effort to subvert that for a long time. Thank goodness, you know, platforms for free speech, Twitter, X, were able to be uh, reclaimed in a way. But maybe the issue, like you're saying, is that people don't have enough access to differing views or getting into a different environment where they might challenge their closely held views because they've just been wrapped up in it for so long. It's like, what am I going to do? Like, say I was wrong the whole time? Uh, you know, I have something to say about that. I think one of the first things to do is to divide the tribalistic mindset into two layers. Okay. One layer is that they are just followers. And the other layer is that they're rebels. Huh. So the followers, they'll follow whichever side that they have been familiar with. And then the rebels, they do the opposite. So when we talk about, it's, it's like talking about spiral dynamics, value level two and value level three. One is just followers, tribalistic followers. They'll do whatever the tribal leader says. Then the next layer is where they're like, oh, I venture out for myself with my own opinions and I get into my own tribe or I, I go and fight for one of the tribes, yet neither scenario are not I would say where they could be in terms of feeling safe, feeling, you know, being able to not have charge emotionally. And um, I'm not saying that's right or wrong. I'm just saying that it's really being leveraged. And so the next level is where they get into a system where they follow the system in, in very logical means. But in order to do that, they have to have an environment that's actually safe for them to do so. So they don't have to fight and or flight. How do you construct that, that environment? What does that look like for the listener that's going, whoa, I actually am really wrapped up in, let's say a candidate, or I'm really wrapped up in a company rivalry. I used to do door to door sales and we would vilify the other pest control company. We're like, those guys are running red lights and jaywalking and stealing from grocery stores. Like those are the worst people because they're in the other tribe. So if you're so close to it, maybe now the listener's going, okay, I have a strong view about something and, and maybe that is a little tribalistic. What do they do? Get in the safe environment, like you said, what does that look like? Uh, corporate America is actually a decent environment for that. So in and of itself, we have a system that solves the problem. I'm not saying like corporate is good or bad. Corporate is a system that literally can, I mean, the people who work in corporate feels in a way safe so you'll notice many corporate employees actually find themselves feeling less charged towards political and or, you know, sports events. Interesting. I'm not saying that they don't find themselves feeling charged because if they still have those attributes 
from those other values, right? The tribalistic values, they may still feel charged. But if they fully evolve out of tribalism, mentally, emotionally, they will find themselves in a system that they feel safe in, that they find themselves feeling not very charged towards a lot of subjects. All they care about is the golden watch when they retire. Getting promoted. Let's, uh, let's dive a little more into that because I guess I'm not following the concept completely. Corporate America is a place where they can begin to find the safe environment in terms of like what they're they're working towards goals individually, making money. Um, they're working towards goals with a company. Uh, if there's a team goal and stuff like that, is that what you mean by that? Yeah, think of it like this. Um, let's say caveman become aware that there are other people. Um, in Spiral Dynamics, we talk about value level one, that's the caveman, right? As they evolve, they become aware of other people. They begin to form tribes. And in the tribe, there's a tribal leader. And if you follow, you're safe, you're well, but it's a very superstitious level in terms of evolution. Interesting. And during that time, they just do what the tribal leader says. They don't know what's right or wrong. They don't know what's good for them, what's not. They just follow. And they get charged emotionally if they're being told something different than what their tribe says. Huh. Yeah, I see that a lot. Then when they evolve, they're like, well, wait a second. I'm not so sure I agree with that. They become sort of the rebel. They're like, why don't I start my own tribe? I want my own freedom. They go and build it, right? Not everyone succeeds, some will, some won't. And those are the entrepreneurs and or the people that grind a lot, small business owners that hustle. And there's a lot of people that get results and there's a lot more that don't and nothing without sacrifice at that level. That's how they think. And, and nothing without fighting, nothing without the hustle, right? At that point is because they feel like they're that it's them against the world, against other tribes. So there's a, a lot of anger and a lot of, a lot of charge. Well, then one day someone says, you know, being a tribal leader or having wars amongst tribes, it's not exactly the safest way to grow and become more resourceful as human beings. Sure. What if we build a government? What if we built a corporation? What if we built a religion? What if we built a, some sort of ism, some sort of, you know, organization uh, that allows us to provide safety, law enforcement, provide a legal system, provide something that allows people to not have to fight hmm. and their basic necessities and, and protections are provided. Now, the current society is not truly value level four. The, the current corporate and or governmental system is not truly value level four because uh, what they are is it's a, a system that may be value level four full of people that are value level two and threes. Yeah, that's where oh, I was going to push back a little because I would say that maybe the philosophy behind corporate America, the big picture, and maybe the people running some of the things are in the value level four, and they are maybe not as tribalistic as the value level twos and threes, but if you go into most corporations, and I worked in like, you know, office space for like seven years, it's what? tribalistic. I didn't know that about you. It's about Michael. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what else do we not know about you? you were in the CIA. I was an office and, well, toner in, in inkjet sales guy, and we had I mean, we had an okay. office. Well, that's why I didn't talk about it. Yeah, it was boring. <laughs> Made a lot of money selling printer supplies back in okay. Boston back in the day. Hey, but hey that's uh, that's you got to print stuff. 
I mean, but there's so much now that I know what I know. Like upgrade is a scanning device. That's what I know to be true. Upgrade a what device? A scanning device? Scanning device for the mind. Fascinating. Right? It's just like it shows where all the inconsistencies were in my life. And that's what I believe in. It helps oh. other people too. So that scanning device, now that I go back and I look at what I was in a day-to-day in corporate America, it's like there were so much embedded suggestions to keep me in the tribe. Yeah. Stay here. You'll get that extra raise that you're looking for and get to go to these company parties. Or you didn't get the raise, you're going to go to this company party. You're going to hang out with us and stuff like that. And this is just one example, right? This is not a generalization, but an example of things that I experienced. Don't leave. It's hard out (laughs) there. You're not going to get a good job anywhere else. You got to stay here. You know what kind of economy there is? Yeah. so I think in corporate America today, unfortunately, there's there's a way that they keep people trapped in. You know, obviously, we can go into the retirement plans and all those 40 years, like, what are you working for type thing that chase that rabbit. Uh, but You were in sales, though, right? Sales, yeah. Got it. When you're in sales, there's a lot more value level three management. For sure. Interesting. Yeah. Rather than value level four. But if you're like in design or like in marketing or in accounting or, you know, a doctor, there's a lot of value level four style environment where you can feel safe. I mean, it's not a fully, a true safety. It's someone could get fired any day, right? right? But it's a safety, it's a, it's a perceived safety. Hmm. And, and the system can do its job if the people inside of it continues to evolve, right? At the same time, the system is built to manage value level two and threes. And fulfill their Maslow's hierarchy of needs, wherever they're at on that, right? Bingo. Yeah. So it is a safe place for value level two and threes to grow and earn income and not have to feel fear and anger and have to fight with other, like you're you're not going to find at lunch break, people are like, screaming at other departments right i mean like unless it's like if you know some sort of reason but not not like oh you work for marketing <laughs> right no there's an agreed upon peace and neutrality everyone's kind of going towards the same thing and so in that there is peace to sustainability you get a paycheck you're off by six and what else do you a need? lot of predictability yeah and the golden watch at the end of the day heck yeah. yeah yeah i guess they do have a system of checks and balances that they're you know striving for in a sense Versus, you know, I work construction jobs too, and there's a little chaos involved there where it's like, when's our lunch break? Oh, whenever the job's done, dude, shut up, keep working. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I can, you can see going back to spiral dynamics or value levels, which we've been talking about. So that too is that caveman that figured out this works better. If I have a team, I have a tribe, the three figures out this works better if I get what I'm here for and I'll do whatever I have to do. I'll, you know, cut any throat, strong arm any person I need to, to get what I want. And then a four is governing all of those. It's creating a system. And within that spectrum of twos and threes managed by a handful of fours, people typically, um, they get really bought in. You said sports earlier. I think that's a fantastic example of tribalism. It's like, oh, you're, you're down for the, the Jets or you like the Dolphins or whatever. It's like, that guy's the worst guy ever. It's like, you guys might like the same music. You might both like sushi. You might watch the same shows, but because they're wearing that colored jersey, I mean, it just boggles my mind. I wasn't raised in sports. And so I've always, I've watched that on the outside looking in rival high schools. Let's, I mean, 
hopefully this word doesn't flag us, but I mean, the vaccine tribalism just very recently, people were getting pharmaceutical company tattoos on their arm because they were like, so about it. I swear, dude, it was everywhere. I'm people getting, you know, tattoos of certain companies like on their body. And I'm like, this is nuts. This is tribalism to the maximum degree. Like how are people getting this convoluted in their heads where they're like, this is a great idea. You're not going to regret that two years. First off, that's a dumb tattoo. But I mean, it boggles my mind to see the scale and how far it can be pushed. And I think sports is a really strong example. I think that's where some people have to take inventory of what's important to them. Like if we're gonna start to give tools, start. To, if I could talk to myself like seven years ago, I'd be like, hey, take inventory of what's important to you. Because if you're taking that extreme of an action, like tattooing a company on your arm, <laughs> then you're just getting too, again, I'm gonna go back to emotional maturity. You're too emotionally attached to it. And you're not thinking about what's really you value, what's important to you. Because now all your energy is focused on something that is not entirely theirs, but they're making it theirs, right? They're like, this is, it's, this is all I focus on, right? This, it feels probably a void that they're missing in a wow. sense. Which, you know, I have sympathy and empathy for. Because um, all of us are searching for well, not all of us, maybe that's generalization, but I feel like most people are unconsciously looking for their, their higher purpose, right? So if they find that within the tribe and it fills that void, then it probably feels good for them. Oh my gosh, you nailed that. Hmm. <laughs> Episode's over. <laughs> <laughs> well, what can they do then? How, how do they, so they're trying to fill the void. I really think that just hit the nail on the head. The listener's probably sitting there going, wow, I've seen people, I've even experienced a point where I latched onto something, uh, a job I needed to keep, or we've said it a couple times, and it's not any kind of commentary about religion, but some people will make that their entire identity, or let's pick gender or race. You know, the fact that you, someone's gender or race needs to be a core tenant of their identity and that all things must be looked at through the lens of what color they are or where their ethnic background is or who they're attracted to. Everything has to file through that. And then you just like compress your entire identity to a, a tribalistic set of beliefs that someone else kind of handed you. And you may resonate with a lot of it. So it feels good. And now you're feeling a void. It feels good. But you're worth so much more than just one set of values you're saying I, I I measure up to. You have so much more potential. You have the entire world laid out at your feet. So it boggles my mind when people will just wrap up their entire identity into some subset of, I don't know, belief, politics, labels. Mm. You know, like you said, we we label and we do things for the purpose of survival. That's how our species has evolved but we're still on that first rung in, in, in some ways. Now there's huge changes that are happening because we can hear each other because we're doing podcasts, right? There's like long form discussions. It's not three people at a table cutting each other off every 30 seconds and then a stupid commercial break. People are getting smarter. They're listening and they're, they're trying to expand their ideas. So, and then their, their worldview. So I think listening to God mode for one, that's a great way of doing that. But then what are some other ways that people can expand and, and fill that void without I don't know, inserting some dogma from somebody else. Upgrade launch. Heck yeah. <laughs> yeah, we just went live with that. <laughs> no joke, upgrade launch. Uh, obviously, you know, we're biased. We're working for a company called Upgrade when there's a founder right next to us. Got a lot of great tools. We've helped thousands of clients evolve. Um, upgrade launch did just come out, guys. You know, it's a 30-day program. It shows you step-by-step -step daily instructions, how to program your mind for success and to launch your version of you right now into the new version of what you want to become. 
because that's what I always come back to. Who do you want to become? If you're in a tribe, you're most likely, right? Let me use it, generalize. You're most likely going along with what the leader tells you to do. That's the tribal thing. And you're most likely living up to a version of something that maybe you haven't created yourself. Whoa. And taking the <laughs> time to do that yourself. So if I was to, if we weren't going to say upgrade tools, if I was to talk to my version like 10 years ago, I'd be like, what do you really care about? What's important to you? Do you want your energy tied to a tribe that may not be around in X amount of years? Ooh, I wouldn't like that. <laughs> I'd be like, what do you mean? It has to be here forever. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> so, wow. Damn. Yeah, and you'll notice um, the first 30 days of Upgrade Launch is your first phase. It's really an ongoing training because there are hundreds of hours of training so people can continue to learn and evolve. And we're going to do a live event virtually every quarter plus or minus some time and uh, people will get the latest and most up-to-date training strategies that we provide training their mind right so to complete the loop on this something i would say is people i well i'll actually bring up what what i was um when i met jordan peterson just a couple weeks ago and he said people really want adventures wow and so humans get bored and they create drama and sometimes they don't want real drama so they watch tv and watch other people's drama low stakes so they can yeah vicariously experience it and politics have slightly higher stake than sports because if a sports team loses they might get sad they might get mad it doesn't actually inf impact their lives unless they're betting, right? That being said, politics do. So it's a slightly higher degree of consequences, ah. right? And so the same thing can be said about a number of, like even cryptocurrency, right? There's a number of bets that humans can make that makes them feel like they're going on an adventure without the risks. So oftentimes that has to do with and I'm going to say this has to do with self-devaluation. Why can't I experience an adventure? Why do I have to watch other people experience an adventure? I'm not saying that one is right or wrong, but if someone devaluates their capabilities to handle that adventure, they would rather watch other people have an adventure. But if I'm busy having my own adventure, having a good time, I don't need to watch other people's adventure. Like if my, if someone's like, hey, you want to watch this XYZ movie or show with me? I'm like, I got a whole lot of adventures to have to be had in my own personal life. I don't want to watch someone else's adventure. Dang. So I think that's a, it's a good recommendation for people who are so charged up about politics or sports or whatever. Go and have some adventure. I think that's where the secret within what you created with Upgrade Focus lies because people... Sometimes like, oh, you're about now to it's the upgrade launch. Now it's upgrade launch. Thank you. It's very cool. Um, you should get it. When they're like, oh, design of 100 material items, experiences. You guys all about the material items and experiences. Like, dude, flood your neurology with an adventure. People struggle with that too. They yeah. can't even get 20 things on the page. Hey, I, same thing. I got to 45 because I was living someone else's adventure. And it was tied to an old identity belief. And what William was talking about, devaluing, that goes back to do you believe in yourself enough that you can get it do you believe in your potential enough wow 
time for the next episode. Yeah. Before we do upgrade launch where it's live, new community guys, uh, one thing that William did not mention in there, there's a training in there that is kind of how most of this, actually not kind of, it is how this company got started. Um, training that William did three years ago, 60 hours of legacy content that he used to sell for $5,000. I know I paid for it back in the day. It's now in there for $49 a month. Is it really? Yes. Oh. What? Yeah. I mean, we That's started amazing. teaching about eight years ago, but three years ago we did a recording. So people have the recorded version. They don't get the practical version of it, but they get the recording for only 49 bucks a month. So crazy. And Upgrade Via Sleep is in there too, which is 600 bucks by itself. So if people jump in, they're saving 600 bucks plus that $5,000 plus, you know, like we have a full 30 day curriculum that they can go and watch ongoing, right? They can repeat that every 30 days or so. I mean, we've been saying this for years though. Our, as we evolve, as the company evolves, there's gonna be new content. We're testing new strategies and methodologies and those are gonna be in the higher level lead training. So if you've considered upgrading in the past and you're like, I can't uh, for some reason at the right time or I don't have enough money to jump into the lead trainings. Well now for $49 a month, 49 bucks you can get into these trainings, right? Yeah, and wild. we're gonna no have a excuses. lot of content that goes into there. Um, yeah, there's a lot of value in there. So definitely jump in. They get to go in, decode all the things, the bad programs that weren't serving them that someone else handed you. Yep. They get to learn everything from what, like 60, 60 we'll hours. We're more than that. And then they get to get their sleep better because upgrade sleep's crazy. You put some headphones on or you have surround sound and we do it, we have speakers on the other side of the bed yep. and it's, whoa, whoa, you just go somewhere. I actually did not know we were bundling it all like that. Yeah. Okay, well, that's really cool. I'm gonna buy yeah. that. It's the abundance package. Welcome to upgrade launch. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> it's the new way. Amazing. Enjoy. See you in the next episode. Life is good. Next it gets episode. better every day. You nailed it. Next episode. <laughs>